Do you love someone struggling with an addiction? Have you felt like it's your fault? Are you exhausted from sleepless nights, from being lied to and manipulated? And are you frustrated from arguing and fighting with this person when you're only trying to help? Well, it's time for you to step off the addiction roller coaster for good and learn a solution that works. Join addiction experts, hosts of the popular podcast, The Addiction Solution, and authors of the Freedom Model for Addictions, Mark Sharon and Michelle Dunbar, to learn a solution that will provide you and your loved one freedom from the addiction battle for good. It's called Families Moving Past Addiction Masterclass, and it's a three-hour live online exclusive event where you'll hear information about addiction we guarantee you've never heard before, and that's great news. If you love someone struggling with an addiction, then this masterclass is for you. For more information or to enroll, click the link provided and register soon for the date that works for you because each class will be limited to just 50 participants so we can best serve you. Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Enjoy listening and watching as addiction experts Mark Sheeran and I cover controversial as well as helpful topics on addiction, how to move past it, and other related subjects. As two of the co-founders of the Freedom Model, Mark and I will give you a completely new perspective on the topics that matter to you. We will take to task the Recovery Society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran. And we wrote the Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap, and... And the Freedom Model for the Family. Yes. And that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to talk about today (laughs) is is, you know, the future of addiction treatment, our goal, our mission at BRI when we started in 1989 was to change the treatment industry. Right. So if people don't know what BRI is, that's Baldwin Research Institute. And I founded that with her dad uh, in 92, but the research started in 89 when I was 19 years old. Uh, Jared at that time was 48 years old and was already a career researcher. And We started this research institute because we realized from 89 to 92 that AA was a a, a mess and treatment was an abysmal failure for the vast majority of people that went there. And, And we said, let's figure out why that is and then make some changes and build a model, a better model. I don't think initially we really, uh, knew how bad treatment really was and how it was gamed towards failure. No, I, no, you started it, in yeah. AA with the idea that, that there were, that there was value there. Yeah. We we're trying to actually prove that it worked. So we, we came at it from a research perspective that I think from a, from motives, from a motive perspective was correct. And that was, let's see what we have that exists now and see if it works. And we tried for 12 years to figure out where it was successful, how it was success. And we couldn't, (laughs) you know, so, so we, we went in with a certain hypothesis 
And we came out with the opposite, which is the data and the truth and our experience and all our research proved that that treatment was an abysmal failure. So we went in thinking we're going to show that it works. But we we knew that there was some sort of problem with it. You know, we were looking around and and we were seeing people dying and we were seeing people in and out of AA. And and but yet the, the idea was. No, treatment works, treatment works, treatment works. But by 92, 93, we were already seeing this is this just isn't working. And, right. and then we came up with the idea with Baldwin Research, a mission to change the way people see addiction and the way they are helped. So it was this very convoluted thing in the beginning because we were very confused. But what does research do? But it clears out the, the confusion and you figure out. Uh, you know, what works and what doesn't work. As long as you're doing the research and you're remaining as objective as humanly possible. Yeah. Because there are there are people that go into research it was so um, unobjectively that they will have what's called confirmation bias and they'll they'll only latch on to things that support their hypothesis. Yeah, you know, it's it's a natural inclination to do it because yep. when the research lands in a place, and I experienced this many times, that was counter to what you believed, it forces work. It sure does. <laughs> All of a sudden you're like, shit. <laughs> and I critical a, thinking. Yeah, I <laughs> have to figure this out. And and for us, it was to, to publish this book, this 470-page research book, um, it was 27 years. Yeah. I mean, it was 20... Yeah, it was no small task, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was 27 <laughs> years of, of work. And... and two years of writing. Well, actually four years of yeah. writing. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. But it was also fun. And uh, we met, you know, tens of thousands of people. And we showed them how to get past their addictions. And, yeah. and it was a remarkable experience. For me, I mean, it's my life's work, your life's work. We, it is. It is. Know. We've been doing this since basically since we were uh, adolescents, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark started it as a teenager. I started it in my early 20s. And, um, you know, it's been it's been quite a quite a journey. So so we really spent the first 30 years, 30 plus years figuring things out and you know, and doing it through helping people and also looking at all the research that was done around the world by different people. Yeah. So can I talk a little bit yeah. about that? Because that, that's going to play into what we're talking about today. The, the, the retreats that we ran, they were residential retreats. And in the beginning, people could come. We had no rules. <laughs> they could come, they could come for any period of time. Some people came for two weeks, some people came for a few days, and some people stayed with us for years and lived with us. And Jerry and I lived at the retreat for 12 years. So um, that was the laboratory. Yeah. That was where I, I remember I was sitting in a car and me and Stanton Peel were driving around with Jerry. I forget where we we're going, somewhere in Vermont together. And uh and and Stanton said, "Well, what you guys did was really pretty remarkable because you applied the science." And there's in very, real time. Yeah, there's very few people that apply science. They might write about it or they might um, have sort of an outward academic view of things. But we we took the out that that view and then we said, "Well, let's try it with people." And and many times it didn't work. And what was wonderful about the people we worked with 
all those years was they were willing to say, Mark, that doesn't make sense. Hmm. And, and especially people, people that were treatment wise, they had bullshit meters that were really, really, really acute. And so it wasn't that we were actively trying to bullshit people. It was that we were taking information that existed at the time, modifying it and saying, okay, does this work? Does this work? Do we need meetings? Do we, is the big book true of Alcoholics Anonymous is, was Bill Wilson a prophet? You know, was, was, uh, where did treatment get its roots? Is the disease concept real? Um, you know, and on and on and on, those are the big things, but there was many massive amounts of little details that we had to sort through as well to deconstruct this massive Western cultural recovery centered society. And it was done through people. Yeah. You know, and, and it was awesome. It was awesome because the, the, the students taught us what we needed to know. So we applied the science and then we figured it out through time. Yeah. And now we threw out though, the powerlessness right from the beginning, right from the beginning, because it was so self evidently not true. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. just on its face, it, it was clearly, I, everybody needs to make a choice. Like you, you can't just, you, you don't just arbitrarily stop doing something or start doing something or choose to do without it's all choices. Right. You know? So, so the whole powerlessness thing that, that AA, that's the first step, right? I mean, everybody had, you have to admit you're powerless. Um, ultimately knew we knew that that was not true and i think that really opened the door to being able to figure everything else out it did because if we if we believed in powerlessness you can't go anywhere if if you believe in in a in a very toxic myth mm -hmm. one that takes all of the human mind out of the equation and says you can't think for yourself and that the drug has the power well you're you're screwed you are treatment yeah, you are treatment. There is no differentiation. There is no starting point. You're just saying treatment works. Well, We're all powerless. Well, and you're waiting. You're continuously waiting for someone else or something else to direct you, to fix you, to tell you what you should be doing. But that's treatment. That is exactly treatment. So, so we knew that treatment wasn't working well, but we said, what does work? And, and boy, like I said, it was a conundrum. We yeah. were very mixed up, but we knew that one thread of truth, right. no one's powerless, led us through that maze. And because truth will always find a way if you're willing to accept it yeah. and look at the data and say, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. And this is corroborated by what the data says. And boy, that, that led us on one hell of a circuitous path to, to the ultimate truth. And that was this book, the freedom model. Um, now, why are we talking about this history is because the key to this is this movement is in the last, uh, three months, uh, myself and Michelle have been talking with people that are now freedom model coalition members. And these people are people that contacted us or I contacted, and they were asking, you know, what can I do to spread the word about the freedom model? And, you know, it, you have this book that, that is life-saving. All the data is there. Treatment is unnecessary. We know that now, meaning rehab, not detox. Detox is life-saving for some people. So get that out of the equation. Um, and how do we help, you know? So 
let's talk about families and how that how that works into the equation. Yeah. Well, what occurred to us, I mean, ultimately our goal, you know, our mission over the next, you know, two more, two to three more decades uh, that we're still, you know, on this planet is to achieve what we originally set out to do, which is change the way people think about addiction, change the way people are with, that are struggling with it are helped, um, turn it, bring the discussion back into the realm of people are autonomous, powerful beings. Their mind is powerful. They have the power of choice always so that, so that we can, there can be viable solutions offered to people, right? Well, for the last probably three or well, probably the last 30 years, we've been really working at that through the individual, the substance user. And when, when in reality, I think where this has to change, we've kind of come to the conclusion where this has to really change is with everybody else. Because ultimately the substance users, nearly all substance users know they're making a choice. They know the game. They do. They, they play both sides of the fence like I did, like she did. Absolutely. And, and that is when you're powerless and it suits you and you can benefit from it, you use that, you manipulate that. And then when you're ready to move on with your life, you will. You you will make yep, that choice. Yeah, we see people do that all the time. And and so we have all the tools, with, meaning the book, the online program, the coaching, all these things exist for those people. But we're not going to change the world unless we talk with all the people around that, meaning uh, families, employers, people like that, but mostly the family. Now, we didn't, we didn't come to grips with this until we helped enough people with the freedom model that they said this kept popping up. Oh, Once yeah. again, we did the research through the people. And that is the people said in the freedom model, like on our page, the freedom model group, how do I deal with a family that doesn't agree? That's where yes. it started. So let's say that you're a person who read the freedom model. You're now you've moderated your drinking, or maybe you went from heroin to pot. Let's say this is a common scenario and the family is losing their mind because you're not sober yep. because the family, the, maybe your boss, your family, your uncle, uh, your, your spouse, your spouse who's in AA and all or these Al people, all these people are saying, what are you doing for your recovery? right? Your recovery disease ideals. Uh, and you know, you're not sober. You need to, you need to abstain from everything, you know, and that this is a common scenario, right? Right. Now, because that's what the belief system is. And so then the person who's a freedom model adherent where they're, they're free, right? They're moving on with their lives. It's awesome. They're smoking some weed on the side and they're not sticking a needle in their arm and their life is improving dramatically. Great. But it's their choice. We understand your autonomy. We wrote the damn thing. We understand about autonomy. We know that we have no control, nor do we have any desire to have control over you. And, but the family doesn't know that. So then they get on the group and they say, how do I deal with a family that's just hammering the shit out of me? Well, you because know? they're fearful. Of course. Mm -hmm. they, they've seen them maybe fail 10 times or five times or two times or whatever, or maybe they've watched them OD or, or, you know, things like that. So they're terror stricken. Plus. The treatment industry pushes uh, fear in a dramatic Absolutely. and panic in a ma major way. So this kept happening over and over again. So Michelle and I said, let's develop 
And it's really super comprehensive, by the way. It's freaking awesome. It's coming together now. Mm -hmm. On March 25th, we're going to have our first Families Moving Past Addiction Masterclass. It's a three-hour event. It's limited to 50 families. And we're going to talk with the families that are that have these concerns and families that might have an active substance user that doesn't know what to do anymore. They're just at their wit's end. And then it occurred to us, oh my God, based on the, the results of both getting coalition members to come on and now the families being very interested i was like oh this is once again the 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 research is guiding us along we need to really help families yes and yes. understand what's happening and then we've we've basically attacked the problem from two ends at once and that means if we work with the family then their loved one is going to get the freedom model, but with an educated family that knows my son or daughter can be free. They don't need to go to five rehabs. Right. We don't need to spend $200,000 of our retirement fund on ineffective treatment and get fleeced like yes. the Joneses did last week. We don't need to cut them off. We don't need to kick this person out. We don't necessarily need to continue to support them. I mean, right. It could go any, any direction. There's so much conflicting, um, advice and information out there. It's very confusing. It's families are, are a lot of times absolutely stumped on what they should do. And they feel completely powerless. They feel completely helpless. And sometimes they get to the point of hopelessness where, where, you know, their, their lives are, you know, you get to a certain age, I'm in, I'm in my mid fifties, my kids are all grown and gone. But if I had somebody, you know, my, if my 27 year old had a drug or alcohol problem, my life wouldn't be my own. You know, I, if I was confused, I would feel like this is never going to end. I'm going to live out my golden years dealing with this problem. And it doesn't have to be that way. That's that's it. It doesn't have to be that way. We've worked with, I don't know, 20, 30,000 families through the years. And you did the families. Uh, I did. I did a family, a two-day family workshop with families to show them. So first of all, what, what this does is it takes the panic level down and it brings things back into the realm of reality. Like what you can change and what you realistically cannot change. Yeah. Yeah. And what is your, your responsibility? What are, what, what is that? The separation of tasks. Yeah. This book that we're reading right now, um, talks about this separation of tasks. It's Adlerian psychology. And, and really that's what the freedom model for the family talks about, mm -hmm. um, the book itself. And that is what our, our master class is going to be about is what do what do what do I have control over? And and what does a substance user have control over? That's it. And also the great news, the great news that nearly everyone changes. Yeah. And how does that happen? Families don't know that. They've been taught that drugs are powerful agents and that it's a hopeless situation without endless treatment and endless battle and recovery. What a what a horrible thing to tell families because that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more the family digs in to that misinformation and then eventually 
the will of the person is just marginalized because nobody's accepting the fact that this person is an autonomous creature that's making decisions for themselves. And eventually the person doesn't even believe they have, they have the capacity to make decisions for themselves. Well, it, it does. It becomes this, this very strange relationship of trying to control each other yep. through, through sometimes overt control and sometimes subtle manipulation, right? Coercion and, and coercion. And look at, it is the families. It is the families. It is um, employers. It is the criminal justice system that m the misunderstanding of addiction that has made it a $45 billion industry in this country. It's all this fear and misinformation spinning around in this idea that if I manipulate this person enough, I can change them and can, you know, make them compliant. Um, right. I can tough love them into compliance. Yep. And then it's the, the substance user becomes, I mean, there's, there's enough abuse to go around. The substance user becomes abused by the family. The family becomes abused by the substance user. And manipulated. And manipulated yep. because everyone is, is, is trying to control the other. Right. So we have a portion in our course called, you know, the illusion of control. And, and then that delves into what we call the charade, the recovery charade. And everybody's playing these roles, but nobody's questioning the roles. Nope. Until we came along, nobody questioned the role. And that is the family must manipulate, coerce through these avenues of tough love or excessive love or a combination thereof. But the whole idea that there is some ability for me to control her or control them through manipulation is, is fraught. Here's the problem. The people on the receiving end know they're being manipulated. Yep. So they, they look and, and they quietly understand the condescension oh, and man. they resent them. And, and then, and then the substance user starts to manipulate the parents back. And suddenly the parents are kind of on their heels going, how did all this happen? How did I ended up just giving them more money? And, you know, even though I was just doing tough love and, and, and then, they, then now you're in these horrendous fights and the family dissolves into chaos. Yeah. And really it's a painful process. So we're going to, we have to expose the truth of these things. And then show them that you can be free as individuals to make changes and you bring the power back into the individual where it is, where in reality is the only place it sits in the autonomous individual as, as a parent, as a loved one, as the substance user. And once you know your roles and what you want as an individual, you can figure out whether the pieces fit or not. Yeah. It, it, the, the key is in getting the inf the truth about addiction, right? The truth about the substance user, the truth about your each of your individual roles and your tasks that are your responsibility. And believe it or not, it's the only way, two things, that the substance user will change is on their own, right? That's the only way substance people change is changing their mind, mm -hmm. which is an inside job. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay. And, but it also improves the relationship dramatically. Yeah. Because it takes all the lies away. All the manipulation gets exposed. Yes. And then when a person understands that the only thing they can change is themselves, 
suddenly everybody kind of looks around and the pressure is gone because you go, oh, that's the truth. I can't change Johnny. I can't make him quit drinking no matter how hard I've tried for 20 years. I can't do that. So what do I do? And then we will show them exactly how to bring the power back to themselves, build out a list of what they really want for themselves, see how Johnny fits into that, do the same thing with Johnny, see what he wants in his life, see if it fits into that scenario. Now you've separated the tasks, the yes. people, and you and each is able to look and say, I don't think Johnny really wants what the parents have and the parents don't want what Johnny has. Or they might look at each other and go, you know what? I am willing to change now that you've taken the pressure off. Yeah. I think I, I think I'm, I'm ready to make some moves in my life for me because now it's not the parents coercing them. It's their decision. Suddenly everybody's decisions become their own and nobody's fighting for control over the other person's ethos. And that is freedom. And it applies to romantic relationships, to friendships, to even to employer-employee relationships. With the exception of pay pay and duties. Right. Obviously. Certainly. Certainly. But with respect to your personal decisions of your personal life, you're always autonomous in your own mind. That's right. And and so so yeah, it's it's freeing. But look at we both are our parents. Okay. Yep. And, and we have, you know, not, not only my parent, I've, you know, I have siblings, I'm a, I'm a daughter, I'm a wife, you know, I have all of these interpersonal relationships and I do understand how scary it can be when you're watching someone self-destruct. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a weird thing that happens though. Once you learn what we're talking about yeah. and that is when you really know that you're not you're not able to to manipulate them or control them um there's there's nothing to fear anymore right it's it's you have a hands off approach you're you're going to be okay yeah yeah and i it, he makes that sound um simple because in in theory it is simple emotionally there is a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. getting from where you are to where I just said is, 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 is it can be a mountain. <laughs> it can, it can, but you can get there. Yeah. And, yes. and that is why we decided we're like, oh my gosh. Now we do have, uh, in the freedom model online program, we have the freedom model for the family online program as well. Um, we have the freedom model for the family book available for people. But, you know, we hadn't done like workshops or anything like that in a really long time. And, and now we were, we finally built something that can be, it's kind of like a crash course in the freedom model. It's, it's, I mean, we're going to, we're going to stuff a lot of information in, in literally three hours. Yeah. You know, where where you can come in cold, have not even looked at our information, and you will leave there. Uh, our goal is you'll leave that seminar feeling pretty confident and hopeful and and 
you know, with a whole new direction on how you can deal with this problem. Yeah. Like I said, once you understand the separation of tasks, what we're talking about, which may not make sense to you as we're talking sure. about it, but once, once you understand that through the seminar, the goal is so you know what reality is. We eliminate illusions that have kept you trapped as a family, as the substance user. We can do that in three hours. Then you may say to yourself, holy shit, that makes sense. Yes. But where do I go from here? Well, then we have, you're going to get a complimentary uh, uh, membership in the family. The Freedom Model for the Family online program. That's right. So you can go through the whole thing, which is probably about five or six hours of videos. Um, you know, there, there's 13 video lessons in there. Um, each one is 20 to 25 minutes long. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, it'll take you right through and the, you'll have the book, the freedom of the family book and workbook in there. That's right. And then, and then also remember there's all our services after that. So if the, per, but most families, I'm telling you, most families go through this process because we did it years ago. Yeah. And they are flabbergasted because they know that what we're saying is true. It makes sense. Yeah, because they've experienced the pain of, of hanging on and manipulating. And trust me when I tell you, I don't think any of them think to themselves, I'm going to manipulate my kid no. into abstinence. I, I don't think that that's what they're thinking. I think they're thinking, I'm desperate. I think that's what they're thinking. I'm desperate for them yeah. to, to be saved and not OD. I'm desperate. And the professionals are telling me to do tough love. Okay, I guess I'll do that. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying tough love is bad. I'm not saying that loving your kid uh, forever yeah. is bad. Well, that th The point is, is that you will understand what the truth is. And that is that you don't have the control you think you do, but there's a better way of doing things. Yes. And here's, here's what I want to say about this too. Whether you're the substance user, I've been on both sides of the fence. I've been the substance user um, whose family was trying desperately to fix me. And I've been the loved one who was watching somebody else, okay, who loved somebody else who was struggling. And, and both sides of that equation are difficult because you can't control the other person. Um, but there's no reason to go back and beat yourself up for the things you've done in the past because you only know what you know when you know it. That's right. And you were going right. based on misinformation that is that is absolutely accepted within our culture. The, the, the accepted thinking right now, the paradigm on addiction is dead wrong and it's tearing families apart. Uh, it's, it's hurting people. And, and so what you're doing now is you're getting new information so that moving forward, you can make different decisions. And, and so, so coming into this, we don't want people to feel self-conscious over the things that they've done in the past. Um, we just, we just want, I mean, look at the future of changing this addiction treatment paradigm is going to start with the families. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that that the reason it's easier for the families to change is because they're not wrapped up in the in the perceived benefits of the drug on top right. of everything else. Right. So they, they have a factor that is taken out of the equation that is massive. Mm. The user has a, an entire <laughs> 470 pages worth of stuff to go through just to deal with their issue. Um, the family doesn't ha necessarily have as much to do with that part. 
So what we're talking about is interpersonal relationships and general concepts about addiction that are wrong, that have led you astray. Now, it does get a little more complex if you have bad therapy and there's bad mm, therapy there out bad there. There's bad therapy there's, out there. That's for sure. There's really some exceedingly um, lost paradigms out there with, with, with therapy where they teach control, they teach manipulation, they teach yeah. coercion. Um, and these people, these therapists are dead wrong. So you maybe have experienced that and gone down some bad paths with therapy as well. So it depends on your experience, but here's what we know. Families are open to, to, to learning. You yes, know? definitely. And, and once the family makes some decisions, there tends to be a domino effect. And that's the wonderful part about the freedom model is once you know the truth, the truth does set you free. It sure not does. Not in some goofy fucking way. Okay. No. <laughs> it, it's not goofy. It's just, you know, you're able to problem solve adequately. That's it. You're able to think clearly about the situation, think logically. The emotion kind of is removed from the it equation. The yeah. The panic is gone because you realize, okay, nothing bad is happening. I mean, it, it, look, if you're watching the news or you're on social media, I mean, the panic level these days and with the the level of, of propaganda and misinformation about addiction, about substances in general is overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, it's it's everywhere. It's in every bit of our culture. And so so it is important to get factual information so that you can just dismiss what you're hearing and be like, no, no, that is not accurate. And, and I'm not going to give in to the panic, to right. the fear. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now we're, so we're, we started this with talking about two things. So we have the families moving past addiction masterclass, and then we have the coalition. So the coalition is now just 14 people strong because we just started it a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but we weren't sure what direction to go in with that. Um, but now we're going to invite the coalition to be a part of the masterclass and, um, and, and, and listen to what we have to say so that they can then go around the world and say in their sphere of influence, Hey, did you know families that there's a way out? And it's not painful. Yes. And it's affordable. Yes. <laughs> right. You're not going to get fleeced for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Um, which is. And what, it's not, it's not going to label you or blame you or I, just put, put things in your purview that aren't yours, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so we just want, we wanted to talk about this today in this podcast, because we know that we have a lot of listeners who are substance users, who are learning the freedom model, who are trying to figure things out. Maybe you've been in recovery for a long time and your families are deeply involved in it. Yeah. That's, um, that's a hard thing to unravel on your own. It really is. And, and, you know, some people I know have reached out to us and said, oh my gosh, now I'm estranged from my family. Mm -hmm. When I was going to recovery meetings, you know, they were happy with me. Now they're not. This is definitely for all of you guys to just give the introduction. What I usually recommend to people is um, have them listen to one of our podcasts, but sometimes our podcasts, I think don't really hit home with families because we're, we're always usually talking to substance users, right? We're, it's totally geared towards them. 
Yep. And, and so this is something that, that, well, can definitely, if, if, if it's important to your families to, for you all to be in each other's lives, um, then this would be a good option for them. That's right. That's right. So March 25th is going to be our first families moving past addiction Which, masterclass. If I'm right and we're releasing this, it'll be this coming Saturday. Um, we are going to be offering this. We have two more dates for that. And the one is a Tuesday evening, March 28th and Thursday afternoon, April, uh, April 6th. Yeah. We're trying to figure out what is best for people from a timing perspective. That's why we have the very dates. Yeah. So we'll probably though, continue to offer it, um, on a, a couple times a month. Um, over, over the next several months and, and, you know, get as many people involved as we can. Yeah. So, so let your families know you can go to the freedommodel.org and go to family resources tab. Um, and it's, it's on there that, you know, it'll automatically bring you the dates will be listed. I think there's a pop-up that might pop up. Yeah. There's a pop-up on the website as well. So, um, so yeah, I hope this didn't sound like a, a huge commercial. No, um, I, I, look at this is such a, a profoundly important thing. Yeah, it really, really is. Your families, believe it or not, are going to be the key to how this all changes. Um, because your families have been the treatment industry's customers all these years. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've like been, they've been the ones that get fleeced. They're on the front lines getting fleeced. Exactly. The other thing is please understand if your family doesn't get involved, that doesn't lower no. your chances of moving past this yourself. Not at and all. it has, you know, it, it just makes it easier for those people that have families that are doing the recovery model and you're doing the freedom model. So, um, it, it certainly could make things easier there. That's all for sure. For sure. So we want to thank our listeners. Remember, if you like our podcast, give us five stars yes, wherever you listen to helps. it. That and helps. share it with your friends and your family and let them know about the Freedom Model. And we're still have our free book offer going. Yep. Um, so you go to freebook.freedommodel.org and just pay the $9.95 for shipping. And we will ship this paperback to you. Um, also there's a, it, it'll pop up where you can actually get a copy of the workbook as well. If you want, um, it's for an additional cost, uh, cause for, we do charge for the printing of the workbook. Um, previously you could only get the workbook if you did coaching with us or if you did the online program or you came to the retreat. But we want the public to have it. Yes, we do. So, all right. All right. Thank you everyone. And we'll see you next time. Bye everybody. We want to send you a free copy of our revolutionary book, The Freedom Model for Addictions. To help us bring this incredible gift to you, we ask that you pay a small fee for shipping. Learn how tens of thousands of people have permanently solved their addictions without steps or meetings and make 2023 your best year yet. Give yourself or someone you love the gift of total freedom from addiction. Click on the link to get your free copy sent to you today. Are you struggling with a drug or alcohol problem, but you don't want to go to rehab or group meetings? Well, that's why we created the non-12-step Freedom Model Coaching Program in 2011. Through video conferencing on Zoom or Skype, you can work privately with a certified Freedom Model Coach from your home or office on your schedule. And here's the best part. 
With the Freedom Model, you'll never be labeled an addict or an alcoholic, and we won't tell you to go to 12-step meetings or hamper your life with endless recovery rituals. Instead, you can learn exactly why addiction isn't a disease and how you can solve the problem for good and move on with your life. Do you want to be completely free from your addiction? Do you want to never have to attend meetings, rehabs, or addiction counseling ever again? And do you want to solve your problem from the comfort of home? Then call us at 888-424-2626 to talk with a Freedom Model coach today and experience the Freedom Model difference.